he's getting close, but you know, we all gotta be real in this thing. And he, I think the learning curve of where he's at, he's at a great place. Are there still mistakes? Yeah, of course, but he learns from them. So now he can take that and use it the next time he's out there. Hogan Johns. I just got more comfortable. I don't really get upset if I miss a throw. Yeah, I mean, I'm constantly growing every day. I know that I can make that throw. My goal is to just improve every day. There's always gonna be things that I'm gonna have to work on at the end of the day, you know, football is football. From NBC, NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Adam Ho. Justin, it just looks different. The ball just zips. And from the, from the athletic, it's Adam Adam Johns. His ability to put the ball consistently in areas for only his guy to get it. That's different. It's the Adams. Greatness doesn't happen overnight, you know, it's just, it's a process. Hogan Johns. The Adams converge. Let's begin now. Just go ahead and do it. Put him in the Hall of Fame, Adam Johns. At least put him in the starting lineup first. Oh, I was just talking about Ernie with that awesome open <laughs> about Justin. Touche. Yeah. Fantastic, Ernie. Yeah, no, no. But, uh, ooh, I, you know, I've been waiting for this practice. It's not that Fields hasn't been good, but I've been just kind of waiting. We've seen the wow moments. Usually it's good for one or two every practice. But I don't know that we've seen the, like, the wow practice, the whole the whole thing. And it wasn't even the whole thing. But especially at the end, the red zone period today against the Miami Dolphins. It what to me it wasn't just a good period. It was there were special plays. Like you saw the things that we've always talked about with Justin Fields, the athleticism, the arm, the accuracy, different arm angles, the speed. It was all there. Even the, um, I mean, he was patient. He was letting plays develop. It all looked comfortable. And it was, a very, I thought, just a very impressive day. It is one day. But to me, this was the breakout practice for Justin Fields. And I think it does carry some weight, Johns, that it came against a different team, against the Dolphins. I was going to say that. Absolutely was going to say that because it's different cover, not so much different coverages, but different techniques, as Matt Nagy said, uh, different players to be tested against. And it came after a day where, I don't know, how would you describe his first practice against the Dolphins? Not anything special, no. not anything, you know, bad, maybe uneven at times. Uh, he did have a couple deep balls in his first day. He Again, he always leaves you with those two or three throws. We're like, oh, yeah. First round arm right there. But today there was more of that. It came early and it ended even better. Yeah. Um, you, I, look, you can read my practice recap. We'll go through it here on the podcast too, but um, broke it down on NBCSportsChicago.com. I know you and Kevin have uh, your practice observations too. Lots you were, of words. Lots and lots of words. Yeah. You were over on the. Uh, Offensive field with me. Uh, I think Kevin was over on the uh, Bears defensive field against Tua Tungo Vailoa. Um, we not have... bad. Oh, I've been saying that for years. You stumbled a little bit. Try again. Tungo Vailoa? There you go. No. No, that's his name. Um, but I thought for sure Justin Fields was the best quarterback on the field today. Either field. I don't even think there was any doubt. And I guess more importantly, like the Tua thing. All right, fine. It clear. Okay, let's put it this way. Today was the first time that I left the practice going, okay, this is what Justin Fields needs to do if he is going to change the Bears' plan of sitting him at the start of the season. Okay, 
This is what he needs to do. He significantly outplayed Andy Dalton today in practice, and it's the first time that that has happened. Andy Dalton is having a good camp, I'd say. Not a great camp, a good camp. And I'd say the same thing about Justin Fields. Good camp, not a special camp, not blowing anybody away to the point where you're like, uh, you just can't leave this guy on the bench. But days like this could change it. And I say days, plural, because one day does not change it. One day does not change it at all. But you start to stack this. And you start to have moments, like in this red zone period that, that we're going to talk about, where Fields threw, was it five? I, I counted five touchdowns. I think some people counted six. I, I would count the last one because Riley Ridley dropped the ball. So it really was six touchdowns either way because it was a good throw. And in the middle of that, you had Andy Dalton throw one nice ball to the corner, which was caught by Bird. And then you had him badly miss Darnell Mooney on the same play that I believe Justin Fields came back and ran successfully with Demir Bird later in, the, in, his, in his reps. And then you had an interception, too. I'm talking about Dalton now. So while, while Fields is wowing... And looking special, and I'm going to use that word because this is really, to me, the first time he's looked special for an extended period of time in practice, not just one or two plays here and there. Dalton kind of struggled. So this is the first day, I don't know if you agree, John, that I walked out of there, leaving the practice field going, significant victory for Justin Fields. This is still not a competition, but if he wants to make it a competition, you start putting more and more days like this together. Well, I had a column a, a couple days ago that said, you know, Justin Fields' arm was, I, the word was captivating, captivating camp. Like like today was a practice where Justin Fields' arm talent, really all of his talents, are captivating practice. Best player in field three. You called him the best player on the field today. Um, he was exceptional, especially in that red zone dr- drill. I, I would add to the conversation, like, as you said, this is the day, th- these are the type of days that, Change the conversation. Like these are the type of the days that Andy Dalton can't have either in terms of changing the conversation. That that Mr. Mooney just you can't get intercepted on a two point conversion attempt on the goal line by an outside linebacker named Let me get this right. Can I tell it to you? I know this yes. guy. <laughs> yes. He's a badger. Oh, you should know this guy, yes. Andrew Van Ginkle. And Andrew Van Ginkle. Don't sleep on Andrew Van Ginkle. Because Andrew Van Ginkle, who I believe ended up being a seventh round draft pick. Should not have been. Um, you might. I'm have, sorry, you, but, but but that name is just Andrew Van Ginkle. <laughs> so Andrew Van Ginkle at Wisconsin was like you're like same same reaction. Andrew Van yes, Ginkle. A- Andrew Van Ginkle. And he had a knack for picking off passes the exact same way that that play happened today, Johns. Uh, he's an outside linebacker. He w- was part a few years ago. The Badgers had like a really good outside linebacker core. They just. And Van Ginkle always got his hands on the ball. What number is he got? 43. So I want to look this up. Wisconsin, 19. Uh, fifth round. I, I think he's a fifth round. So fifth round pick. But I remember saying before the draft, like, dude, look, this guy just makes plays on the ball. And sometimes, like, it's kind of like what Al Goldrich has been doing for the Bears. Now it's kind of tailed off the last couple of days. But, like, at a certain point when a guy's just getting his hands on the ball every single day, you can't leave him off a roster. So that's what Andrew Van Ginkle's. So Andrew Van Ginkle's a legitimate player. That was a hell of a play. He, and, he had a hell of a day, actually. I thought I made note of him a couple times. He's out there. a good player. I, I, Andy Dalton. We, we can make fun of his name, but he's a good player. And and it is fair to point out Dalton's facing the starters, and Fields is not. But Fields is also behind a very depleted backup 
O-line, too. Like, backups it works of both. Backups of backups, yes. Throwing and the backups against backups. Yeah, so. he's not he's not throwing to Allen Robinson in practice every day either. So, it's you know, you, regardless of who he's throwing to, we're still seeing the ball. And I thought over and over again today, the ball is right where it's supposed to be, right? The accuracy's there. It's hitting guys in the hands. There was a couple throws that got away. There was one bad decision. It looked like he threw in a quadruple coverage almost. Like, there's still those moments. But... Just put it this way. I thought overwhelming before that red zone period started. I was like, you know, the offense as a whole has looked disjointed. Not that great today either way. But at that point, I'm like, Fields has outplayed Dalton at this point. Like, this was a win for Fields. And then the red zone period happened where Fields looked great and Dalton didn't. And it was just an overwhelming kind of like exclamation mark on the day that this was a huge victory for Justin Fields. But even before that. There was a period for the Bears' first string offense, again, with Andy Dalton, where his first two, I think it was, it wasn't the red zone, it was the short, or early down, first and second downs uh, team drill. His first two passes tipped or batted down to the line of scrimmage. Next play was a run. Next couple plays were drops by receivers. Now, again, it's not on, on Andy Dalton, but I think it's a sign of how disjointed things kind of got going with the first string offense. Like, look, not his all his fault, but the receivers dropped the ball. And I think it was Mooney and Ridley back-to-back it, drops. Yeah, yes, back-to-back drops. And then the fifth play was a sack. The offense was out of sorts, but the offense was out of sorts yesterday in the two-minute drill. Like, that's two bad team periods for the first string offense, which you don't want to have again. And Allen A-Rob's Robinson not was, out there, we should point out. Yeah, A-Rob's yeah, not yeah, practicing. Allen Robinson's not out there. Marquise Goodwin uh, didn't see much of him again today with, with his, I forget his injury. There's so many for the Bears. Um, so, yes, they are shorthanded, but at the same time, it's like the Dolphins, they're not at full strength. They got guys coming in and out as well. It's just the nature of training camp. I just don't think Andy Dalton did much these two days of practice where if you're Matt Nagy, you feel really good. Like, I know what he's saying publicly. And he should say that publicly, but these two days of practice weren't exactly confidence-building days for Andy Dalton in the first-string offense. Again, yes, you're missing Allen Robinson and Marquise Goodwin out there, but in terms of confidence, like there is more confidence in the second-stringers right now than I would say in the first-stringers after what the Dolphins did to Andy Dalton and company. I think the way I worded it in my story today is that Andy Dalton just did not look as comfortable against the Miami Dolphins the last two days as he has against the Bears' defense. In, in in these practices. Um, so now, and this is where the timing of all this is interesting to me, at least, because if you're, if you're hoping for Justin Fields to kind of take a significant, I'm kind of talking about more about the coaching staff at this point. Like you've had him out there for a couple weeks now. And you're, if you're sitting there going like, all right, let's, let's see if Justin Fields can take this big step forward. To me, these joint practices Against the Dolphins, especially this second one. And and honestly, coming off a day that I didn't think he looked that great yesterday. I don't think he was horrible, but he didn't do anything outstanding yesterday. So he probably learned from whatever happened yesterday. Takes a huge step forward today. And to me, the timing's perfect because the next test is a real game. It's his first NFL game. And he can get hit on Saturday. And he's going to play a lot. Matt Nagy said today he is going to play. So Andy Dalton's going to get a series or two. Eight to ten plays. Television. Yeah. I don't know how much two was playing for the Dolphins, but they probably a decent amount. They got to evaluate him. So Fields 
is going to play from probably mid to late first quarter into the second half, maybe even into the fourth quarter, according to Nagy. It's more about a play count than the quarters, and even series for that matter. But you're going to see a significant amount of Justin Fields Saturday. So he is going to get this opportunity to take this great practice, especially the end of today's practice, marinate on it for a day, and then come out to Soldier Field in his first NFL game. And yes, it's going to be against backups. And yes, I always think about Trubisky's first game against the Denver Broncos at Soldier Field, and he torched them. And that ended up not meaning much. But that's why, you know, we're joking about the Hall of Fame off the top, obviously. Like, nobody's putting him in the Hall of Fame yet. All you're doing is trying to, to, to win the day, win that test. And the test Saturday is to build on what he did today in a game situation where he can get hit, and that matters. Can I say something about this whole Trubisky conversation? I, I think that there's one thing. No, don't care. Thanks, Mitch. What we're, like, what I'm learning like now you have all these Trubisky experiences and you're smirking right now. But like I was just proud of that. That was a good time to drop. That's all. I was just, just yeah. proud of your It's kinda like a it was like a really proud of your good pressing. It's like a really good Justin Fields throw in the red zone today. Me hitting that drop at that moment. <laughs> well you better do three more times to, to match the touchdown. All right. I, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Adam Jones, go ahead. Thanks. That was another one. Now we're now we're starting to now, stack now you're getting plays. hot. Now, you're, now, now you're we're stacking hot. plays now, now, just now like Justin hot. Fields. That's the touchdown to Artavius Pierce. What do you got for the third <laughs> one here? Like it's like he's making, he's attempting and completing throws that Mitch Trubisky did not do in practice. Like it's the fifty yard deep ball to John V. Johnson over the middle of the field. It's the touch pass. It's the continue. It's continually hitting guys like Jesse James through traffic over the middle where it's Jesse James and nobody else. Like mm-hmm. it's the back of the corner, like in the end zone, touchdown catches again, the Jesse James and whatnot. It's just, these are throws that Mitch Trubisky didn't hit all the time in practice. And, you know, it's the sidearm, the changing of the angle of things. It's just, Justin Fields is better. It's what it is. It's just better, and and like I I've recognized that right away. It's just something different. Like the Bears haven't had this. I don't even think Cutler had some of the the traits that Justin Fields has. Yeah, I I think the way you just put that is sort of perfect. And actually, our our guy Nate Tice uh, was sending me messages earlier just kind of based on my tweets you know they were hyping up justin today obviously people are seeing the tweets that are out there he's like so uh you know justin had a pretty good day and i was like i was like yeah you know it just it's almost like more like a feeling like a you see it and it's just different and so we were kind of talking about that yeah like it's just with some guys it's just it's just different and and it happened early in practice First team drill. Yeah. Flushed out of the pocket, mm-hmm. slides to his left. And that ball, if you're watching me on YouTube, it just like pops out of his hand. Like just pops. And it's perfectly lofted over two defenders to the to, from his left to his right into the waiting hands of Jesper Horstead, caught in stride, keeps going down the field. Like that was early in practice. We're like, oh, there's that wow throw. That tantalizing throw you see every day in practice from Justin Fields happened early. Better things were coming. But again, just the the pop of the throw, the velocity, the accuracy, 
the how effortless it looked. Yep. We didn't see that from Trubisky consistently. Well, and I and I think what that so to me that play, like sort of looking at it in the eyes of a coach is like not exactly what you want to see your quarterback normally doing. He's going to his left. He throws across his body to his right. Just sort of floats it up in the air. Like it, when he let go of the ball, it, it seemed a little dangerous, but it was perfectly thrown in the exact right spot <laughs> yeah. to the guy who was open when he let go of the ball. And so it was one of those plays, and I don't want to bring up these huge quarterback names because it's unfair to like compare Justin Fields to you know the guy in Kansas City, the guy in Green Bay, but there are certain quarterbacks in the league who get away with that stuff with their own coaching staff because they know they're special and they can make those throws. So yeah. again, one play in one practice, but they've been scattered like here and there, and this yeah. one was in the middle of a a really good practice overall, I thought. And like, let, let's be clear about this. It's not like he was completely scrambling to his left and throwing across his body. It was a few steps, pop. Like he knew where the, his guy was supposed to be. Like I, was, I said he, he was, was sh- recognizing what he was seeing. He was shuffling to his left because the pressure was coming from his right. And the guy that was open, Jesper Horstad, was moving left to right, like across. Left so right. he. It's just not how the play's drawn up, and he and he he made the adjustment to get the throw off, and he like threw the ball from his right pocket because it was down at his hip. Again, it pops. Yeah, it it, it was an impressive play. Um, so look, um, let, let's reset a little bit here. So if you want more on the uh, the practice and and what happened with Justin Fields. Uh, you can find this stuff on NBCSportsChicago.com. The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns was where you go to subscribe. Uh, and also on Twitter, at Adam Hogan, at Adam Johns, our sort of in-practice tweets are are up there. Um, and I do also want to, before I forget, because I don't want to leave this to the end, tease something. Speaking of Saturday's game, we got an exciting giveaway from Obvious Shirts that I want to take a quick moment here to to plug. So here's the deal. We're going to be giving away 10 shirts from obvious shirts. Uh, and the way it's going to work, because obviously we're going to be working. What you need to do is if you are going to the game Saturday, you have a chance to win. The first 10 people who post a photo of themselves inside Soldier Field, inside Soldier Field, wearing a Hogan John shirt, and post it to Twitter, tagging both of us at Adam Johns at Adam Hogue. The first ten people to do that will get a free shirt from Obvious Shirts, and and I believe it's a shirt of your choice. So you can hopefully get another Hogan John shirt, but you know you can pick something else that's on there too. So you know they got. Cub shirts, White Sox shirts, other Bear shirts. They got tons of stuff up there, um, and so that's going to be. I'm excited about this. Should be fun. So uh, wear your Hogan John shirts to the game if you're going out there Saturday to see Justin Fields play to a Tungo Vailoa. And again, take a photo of yourself inside Soldier Field wearing the Hogan John shirts and uh, tag us on it in Twitter, and you will be eligible to win. The first ten people to do so get a free shirt. Let's see them. We've seen a lot from all over the world, actually. Keep that going, too. But this time in Soldier Field this weekend, Saturday, 
Yes, this is going to be Saturday. It's free shirts are on the line. First ten people, right? Yes, that's right. Um, all right. So I guess the question is, what does this mean? This kind of what I'm calling a breakout practice for Justin Fields. You asking me, or you setting yourself up for an answer? What What does it mean? Is I, I, well, let's see what happens Saturday. That's how I feel, n- too. N- nearly a full game. But if this continues Saturday, where there's live action and he can be hit, then I think Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace have to talk. <laughs> like, John Filippo should be in there, too. Bill Lazor should be in there. Somebody what about Nick Scouts Foles? Scouts should be in there. Should Nick Foles be in there? No, not Nick Foles. How's everyone doing? This is Nick Foles. Just entered the meeting. See, now that's an Aaron throw. It's not so much like your other ones. Just, just saying. Did you see how many other reps drops? Nick Foles got today in seven, two. On seven, and eleven, eleven? I think two. I counted two or three. I don't think he got any in team. No, no. Um, lots one on one. At one point, he was the only guy throwing one on ones. At one point, well. Uh, Dalton and Fields are elsewhere, but like to, to be serious again, like you just have to, you 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 have to. I'm not talking about like, hey, we're making the change right now. Justin Fields is our guy, but you have to talk about the possibility of deviating from your patient plan. It's yep. what players see. It's what not only like what we'll see. Again, it's what happens in that locker room. Like players are already saying great things about Justin Fields. Now they're starting to to catch what they're saying, too, because they know how delicate this could be. Like, David Montgomery, very delicate answers today in terms of, like, he was asked about Justin Fields, but he made sure to talk about Andy Dalton, too. He's not the only player to do that. Al Robinson has done it as well. Well, it's kind of the players that have been playing with Dalton, right? Yes, yes. But you had Damian Williams up there, and Damian Williams, he's gotten some first-team reps, but he's oftentimes in the backfield with Justin Fields. Yes. I, I think what I would say is... Like the next step of that plan, if you have to deviate from it a little bit more, is you want to see Justin Fields now more with David Montgomery, throwing more to Allen Robinson, Cole Komet, and Darnell Mooney, and Jimmy Graham. Like that would be the next step of this. Mm-hmm. If he plays well against the Dolphins, it's time to see Justin Fields more with your starters. Because let's be honest, there is not a lot of reps, especially in team and seven on seven drills with the Bears' best skill players. That's why you're getting all these updates about Chris Lacey and whatnot. And John Vea jo- Johnson. Yes, because Justin Fields has been that good. You're, you're hearing about guys that you may not usually hear from because Justin Fields has been that good in camp. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. Um, and I found it a little intriguing that Nagy hinted you might see some starters. Like, you know, there's. Like, I don't think Allen Robinson is going to play. I just yelled at, but I don't think Allen Robinson. Yeah, no, play this no. I'm, yeah, you're not going to see Justin Fields throwing Allen Robinson or Jimmy Graham in this game Saturday. But do you leave Cole Komet in there for a series with them? Do you leave Darnell Mooney in there for a series? Do you leave? Um, do you leave some of the offensive line in there? Like, do you do you do you give the? Because right now the, I mean, your tackles on the first team offensive line are backups anyway. And so is your right guard because James Daniels is out. So do you just say, hey, let's leave Sam Mustafer and Cody anyway. Whitehair out there for one more series with Justin Fields? I I say yes. Right? I mean, why not? 
I, I don't think any of those guys are the ones that you're, with maybe the exception of Cody Whitehair, veterans who have earned that to not have to play in the preseason games, but I I I would like I I think you're going to see a little bit of it, and especially with guys like when you hear Cole Komet earlier this week talking about how he spends time with Justin after practice, he he called it building that equity with him because those two guys picture themselves in Chicago for a long time together, like that's the stuff you like to hear. The only reason, maybe I'm just caught up in with all these offensive line injuries, mm-hmm. like Alex Bars. Left the practice today against the Dolphins, which as with, of right now we don't have an update on. Yeah, we don't have an update, but you have Arlington Hambright with your with your joke, setting you up for your joke again here. Yeah, the Bears now, moved to Arlington. Yes, at right guard. Um, like I'd be concerned about leaving Cody White here and Sam Mustafer in there too long because you're already down three of five. But I get your point, especially like Sam Mustafer, who is who hasn't been a starter for a full sixteen games, and you need that center quarterback relationship to to at least be started. Mm-hmm. Kick it off a little bit between the two, maybe two or three snaps. But I'd be extra cautious with leaving any of your starters in too long, especially in that offensive line. All right, other there's options. only two left. Yeah, I know it's getting bad. It's been bad. Well, I guess Elijah Wilkinson technically is your starter now because Tevin Jenkins is just not playing. Not good. Not good, that Tevin Jenkins situation. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right. Um, other observation. For, I mean, there's a reason why we waited to do this podcast after these two practices this week to, to give you a sort of a recap of what we've seen out there. Um, I, I guess Tua was better today than yesterday, at least According to Kevin Fishbane and, and your guy Alex Shapiro, um, I didn't think Tua was overly impressive during day one. Uh, there's something about having expectation levels for first round quarterbacks. Like I think I've learned this through the Mitch Trubisky experience. Like get the ball down the field, slants, deep ends, crossers. That's that's one thing, but you want to get that ball down the field. You didn't really see that from Tua, at least in uh, the first practice. Adam Shaheen. He's a player for the Dolphins, apparently. <laughs> Not afraid to mix it up with Cleo Mack either. That's what I, when I uh, touched base with with Alex after practice, because he was over on that field, he's like, it's like, I don't know how much I should pump this up, but like Adam Shaheen kind of tore up the Bears defense today. Now it does help. You probably Look, got they, some backup safeties, and you definitely got your backup inside linebackers in there. We've seen Adam Shaheen make plays in the preseason and in camp. He had, remember he had those great practices in Denver? And then he got hurt in that game. So, that was it. Uh, I don't know if picking fights with Khalil Mack's a great idea for that guy, which apparently happened today. Um, so I, I would usually recommend not doing that. My opser, I watched more of the Bears defense yesterday, and I especially watched the one-on-one period, the line drills. Um, man, 
The the bear, I know Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Bilal Nickel. Bilal Nickel's up against Liam Eichenberg, who's the rookie out of Notre Dame on that offensive line. I think he was playing left guard for the Dolphins. Ugh. I mean, Bilal was just going right through him. I think three times in that one period. So, uh, you know, I liked what I saw from the Bears' defense yesterday against the Dolphins. And that carried over in the team drills, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they were salty today. Like, we were watching, you and I were again watching Justin Fields in the offense, but you would hear the commotion on the other field. You, you just have to turn your head a little bit. And there's the defense celebrating a lot of um, chirping, mm-hmm. hockey term, back and forth between the offense and defense. Um, Game Hicks. You know he's involved in that. Uh, I saw Cleo Mack at one point spike the ball, apparently Tua dropped the ball again. This two days in a row, though, he's dropped the ball. Um, this one was apparently a, a bad handoff, but the other one was like in a scramble. Um, Jalen Johnson had an, an interception. Um, I'll say this, go, to going back to your one-on-one drills, the most impressive dipl- display of strength that I saw was Akeem Hicks nearly picking up Robert Hunt did you see that one? Like he drove him off the ball, and then he got that. he got underneath his arm pads, and he like carried him a little bit. Robert Hunt is not a small human being. Now he's smaller than Akeem Hicks, but that was immensely impressive for two <laughs> to see an immense guy do that to another immense guy. It was it was something like if, if Akeem Hicks wanted to, he could have planted him real bad, but he didn't. But uh, yeah, the Bears' defensive line is a strength again. Uh, well, speaking of Akeem Hicks, Drew Rosenhaus was at practice today. It's his second trip to Lake Forest since camp started. Uh, and we saw Adam Schefter tweet after the practice that uh, apparently Hicks is wanting another contract from the Bears. What do you make of that? Not surprising. Um, looks worth it right now in training camp, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. We'll see how the season plays out. But I, I, I would do it personally. Two years. First year, maybe fully committed, fully guaranteed. You got to pay nickels, though, first. That's the thing. Like, I just, I don't have a Keem Hicks. It's more just about where he's at in his career. I, I am with you on re-signing him and giving him another couple years. Uh, I mean, they did it with Trevathan. So you think they'd be interested in doing it with Hicks, who's even better, right? But it's kind of like get in line, right? Roquan Smith, Bilal Nichols, then Akeem Hicks. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be in that order. I guess it depends kind of on, okay, Akeem Hicks, you want to be here in Chicago, finish your career, how badly, right? You know, this is a team that's been up against the cap. It's going to jump up this next year, especially if fans are in the stands. It's going to jump up significantly, but still kind of unknown how much. So it's kind of... Kind of tricky. The get in line thing doesn't make sense to me. Now, you can push off Roquan Smith for a year. Um, maybe Roquan Smith wants to do that himself because if he has another all-pro year, like he could set the market next year. He really can. If he hold, not, I don't want to use the word hold out. If, if he just waits until next year, I feel like that, that could come to fruition for him if he, if he excels again. Well, then um, you got to use the tag, right? Or He's, he's got the fifth-year option, right? Oh, yeah, duh. You're right. Yeah, so you yeah. got time there. Um, mm-hmm. But Nichols, like that's got to get done this year. Like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that gets done before training camp or before uh, the regular season ends and or begins. I should say that's how it usually plays out after training camp before the 
the regular season. Now, I think there's some agent things going on there. Um, I don't know. I've heard through the grapevine he might be looking for one, but we'll see Who, what happens. Bilal? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, well, it's a good time for him to be looking for yeah. whatever can maximize his value because, I mean, he's kind of an interesting spot because he's still... I mean, I, I call him a starter at this point. He certainly started yeah. starting caliber. Um, but, you know, yeah, he's probably the guy that you look at is probably the most likely to, to get extended before the regular season begins. And it's yeah, smart. That, and the Bears under Ryan Pace have a history of doing that. He's the next obvious candidate. Until last year. Didn't happen with A-Rob. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, all right. Any other takeaways from these two days? Um, I think just in general, I think the Bears were the better team today. Maybe can, give the slightest to the Dolphins. concern? What's that? I'm still just not overly impressed with the whole offense, though. That's fair. Now, well, because, well, Allen Robinson wasn't out there. They're banged up on the O-line. I get it. Didn't, hasn't it just looked disjointed though the last couple well, the days? First, the first for the for the starters, yes. Yeah, but that's okay. Well, that's the ones that are going to have to score yeah, the points. Problem. Well, I wonder if a change of quarterback will fix that. Oh, oh, here we go. Yeah, well, it's Mark a conversation it to be had. Johns is this is Thursday, August twelfth. I think it's important that we like you don't want to get too carried away by what you're seeing in practice. It's practice at the end of the day, but it was against another team. He was better than the first day. And some of the throws he continues to make are just like, wow, yeah. man. Like, that's an impressive throw, Justin Fields. <laughs> like, and there were several of them again today. Yeah, there's a difference between like having the talent and then making the impressive throws. Right? Like, going back to Trubisky 2017, like, I always thought he was the best quarterback right away. But I don't remember him like every day having these. Like the throw we broke down earlier we talked about where he's moving to his left, throwing across his body to the right, just sort of flicking it out of his pocket. Perfect arc, like dropping it in a bucket on like a creative. I call that a creative play that only the special quarterbacks make. Like it's just, again, I just go back to that. Sometimes it's hard to explain. It just looks different. Sometimes well, the, sp- the spiral of the football looks different. There, there's just more velocity there. It, it, again, I've said this on previous podcasts. I've tweeted it. I've written it on the Athletic. His ability to change clubs mm-hmm. mid-play, like almost and his windup, is extremely impressive based on what he's seeing, based what's uh, on what's needed. It's just, it, it's just there. And, and I think today you even saw some of his. Running ability. Like he had a, a rushing touchdown in that red zone drill. Nicely designed play, I should add. Where you're like, oh, like the defense is damned if you do, damned if you don't, right there. I get that you can't fully hit him there, but he's moving so fast. He's so big and so strong, and there was space there. You could see the threat coming into reality there. Like there was a scramble today by Justin Fields where he's running around to his right. We're like, oh, that's real. That could happen. I want to say yesterday on Wednesday, he gained the first down in the two-minute situation by scrambling. And they gave it to him because no one touched him. Yeah. Like you're seeing some of that other 
that other talent, which you can't always see in practice because you can't hit them, you're seeing signs of that too. I mean, that just adds to the conversation, you know, that needs to be had maybe after this game against the Dolphins. Well, and I'll say this, the, the, the red zone rushing TD he had, uh, some people were not entirely sure, um, like Potsy immediately turned me and was like, you think that would have been a touchdown if they're going full, you know, because they can't hit them. Yeah. yeah and well, I said just, yes yeah. right away because the reason being, and you got to be a little careful about describing the players, but there was there was a passing option there. Like so, in a, in a regular game, he would have the he would have had the option to throw the ball, which freezes the defense. And he still kind of did a, a little pump fake, and then I think it, now I think the difference in a real game would he would there would have been a collision probably at the goal line, but he could dive in, or he would have taken a hit. But I think he had enough momentum going forward where he easily would have had a touch. I, I think it would have been a touchdown. So, yeah. and, and that too. Um, uh, that's just not a play Andy Dalton's making. It's probably not even a call, a call they're calling with Andy Dalton. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. Time out. We did see a keeper by Andy Dalton today. Did you make note of that one? I, uh, did I miss that one? Was it when yeah. he went up the middle? Oh, no. Um, oh, I don't want to give the play away, but okay. I just made note of, like, let's not do that again. <laughs> like, don't worry. Greg Braggs will put the whole playbook online later. Yeah. I only said that. I only know that guy because he's listening and he's and I'm just giving him. No, he liked the name drop for sure. Um, Uh huh. There's got to be, you know, like the the sidearm throw to Riley Ridley in practice the other day that was um, at Hallis Hall. Like, there's these fans got their cameras out, so if you got them, not that we're encouraging you to share them, but we know you're out there. Greg, I need some masonry work done on my chimney, so holler at me. Let, let's do this. I want to go down the roster. Not the whole roster, but I, give me a name or two that you're intrigued to see that's not Justin Fields on Saturday. I'll give you one, okay? Because Jesse James continues to make plays. And you know what? I'll put Alec Ogletree in this conversation, too, on the other side of the ball. These are two guys that the Bears just kind of stumbled upon signing right at the start of camp, early in camp for Ogletree. Um, but Jesse James happens. He's on the street. Jake Butt retires. And they pick up Jesse James. The guy continues to make plays in practice. He's got he's a big body. He's got NFL experience. And I just think it's a good depth option. So my question is, does it continue in the games? Like, especially because he falls in the category of guys that you're hearing about because they're playing with Justin Fields. So he's going to play a lot with Justin Fields. And does he continue to be a guy that Fields looks looks at in the game? And does he have a big game? Like I could see that happening Saturday. For me, it's guys like like Riley Ridley. That's a big one. Guys that cannot have two drops in practice like he had today. Mm-hmm. Did you see Justin go over to him on that one in the end zone too? They, he kind of talked to him for a while after that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I think you guys know he he's in a spot where like his job's not secure at all. No, Riley Ridley. No, 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 so. no, not at all. But like again, we're writing about receivers that we usually wouldn't write about because you have a second string quarterback who's performing extremely well in practice. Yeah, these guys are now getting an opportunity to push guys that, in most cases, you would deem safe, like draft picks that you would deem safe. Guys like Javon Wims, guys like Riley Ridley, like they have to make plays in these preseason games. Have to. Yeah. On special teams, too. 
I guess that kind of goes back to some of my concern with the offense. Like, I know there's injuries, there's guys banged up, but I'm still seeing Javon Williams get first-team reps. Like, I just don't think that that's a, a good sign. Not that he's getting a lot, but he was in there a little bit with the first team getting some of those reps. Uh, a couple other guys. I think both of the tackles qualify for this. Elijah Wilkinson and Lachavius Simmons in the spots that they're in right now on the left and right side. Like, they're certainly, I don't consider either one of them. So you brought up, like, you can't get these guys hurt, but you also got to know if they can play. Like, I don't think Wilkinson's the guy you take off after one series. You got to see what he can do, especially Simmons, because he's still young. And he's really, he's playing in his first game ever, right? Yeah, you almost want to, but it's 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 cool. It's quite the predicament to be in because you're just so low on numbers. You can't get any lower. I think that's why you don't see Nick Foles taking any reps because they, they can't really even put out a third team right now. Well, he'll be in the fourth quarter eventually. Oh, I'm oh, talking about oh, practice, though. Yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah. Or you just want to see your your starter get his work and mm-hmm. your future. Get his reps in. And how about John Bayard Johnson? This guy's making plays every day with Justin Fields. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know that he's a guy that can realistically make the roster, but these are just some of the names that are popping up every day. Is it because of Justin? Is it, are these guys actually doing things? So I, I, I find that one intriguing too. Um, and, Chris and Lacey, Tonga, Rodney Adams. Yeah. Tonga on the defensive side. He's been kind of impressive in camp. How does he do in a game? You know, like sometimes you just get like when we first saw Tariq Cohen, like oh the Bears might have something here. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like Eddie Jackson, oh the Bears might have something here. Yeah, I think it's different when you're evaluating quarterbacks, but at least with like Darnell Mooney, oh I think the Bears might have something here. I feel the same way about Tonga at nose tackle and about um, Khalil Herbert at running back and kick returner. Like oh I think the Bears might have something here. Feel the same exact way. Uh, just in relation to other late round guys the Bears have had. Yeah, Herbert's got to secure that football though on the kick returns. He had one bouncing around today like a basketball. Dropped it twice on the same play. But better, better now, Mister Special Teams Coordinator. Yeah, I know. Well, then in the real games, like Wednesday, causing me a nightmare. They were he, cycling all sorts of guys to in the punt return drill because that win was insane. Yeah, it's good practice. It was. Anyway, those are some of the names there. Uh, and I also, I will admit, I you know the one thing I am excited about? Nick Foles. And I am being dead serious about that because this is why. Do you know how many bad quarterbacks we've seen in preseason games over the years? Not just Bears, the other team. The quarterbacks that play in the fourth quarter are never good. They're never going to play on any team. And the Bears have Nick Foles. So then... So, even in the fourth quarter, when we can't wait for the game to end, there's at least going to be competent quarterback play on the field. And that I am uh, very, very happy about. But but this is a big moment for Nick Foles, too. Let's not forget his press conference. His last we'll press conference. Up. With, oh, yeah. Like, for, for that next opportunity that he so desperately wants. Like, he better be slicing and dicing like he's been in practice. Mm-hmm. Now, since he's had that press conference, things have been a, bit, a little bit more uneven for him. But, I mean, that that could be like a couple series for Nick Foles in the fourth quarter, Pete, could, could be pretty big for a guy who's looking for that next opportunity and needs more eyes on him around the NFL. Yeah. I mean, sometimes these preseason games turn into 
uh, trade conversations for sure. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Uh, anyone else? Nah. And uh, Carlos Santos. I I, I do want to see some conclusion to the Bears' cornerback competition and Nickelback. I don't know if they're going to get that in the first preseason game. I don't know if Kendall Vildor has done enough to hold off Desmond Trufant and Duke Shelley to hold off a whole array of guys. But, like, eventually you want that settled sooner than later. Well, make some plays, right? Make some plays Saturday some plays. And, and you got a chance. Um, I'm also kind of, I don't know what it is, just intrigued by what happens with the kickers. Because you keep going back to this every day. Like here's Adam Hogue brings this up every single day at practice. I haven't like, brought it up in at least a week. No, like two days. You have this unique infatuation. Who's the other kicker? What's his name? Brian Johnson. He's hitting uh, 60 yard bombs every day. Every day. Yeah, probably like 50. Still, yes. there's, he's got a leg. And I'm not bringing this up in any way to create any comp- kind of competition at kicker. But if you put this guy out there, maybe you can. Maybe he hit some 50-yard bombs in these preseason games, and you got a team that needs a kicker they trade for him, and you get a draft pick out of it. That's not that crazy. Or do you say because of COVID, you need to have a backup kicker these days? In which case, you need to get him to the practice squad. You don't want to lose him at the end of cuts, so do you hide this guy in the games? Do you not even put him out there? Because he's just sort of a guy that's on a roster kicking. No one's going to claim him if they haven't seen him. A little gamemanship? Yeah, maybe. I, I, am I, hasn't Brian Johnson been impressive in these practices? And I don't know if you, how much you've been watching the field goals. He's been making everything. No, he's been good. He's been good. He's Santos got a leg. Had a, Santos had a good day. Yeah, but not this, again, Cairo's fine. He's the kicker. Yeah. There's, no, there's, no, there's no doubt about that. I'm just, I think this is a relevant conversation because of... The first one's maybe a little bit more far fetched. Can you get them? Can you pull off a trade here in a couple weeks? Get a draft pick, but that's always a possibility. But honestly, the second thing I said I think is relevant with COVID and sort of this uncertainty. Do you want to have a backup kicker? Well, it's the same mindset the Bears had last year, is it not? Well, right, because Eddie could have been activated, right? Eddie Pinheiro. Yeah. If something had happened with Cairo, Eddie Pinheiro was supposed to be healthy early on in the season. He just never got his job back. I think, but I think if anything had ever happened, he would have been the kicker. You know, he, he kind of was the backup kicker. Yeah. Cole Komet is the backup snapper. Yes, yes, he is. It, bottom line, Justin Fields' debut as a Bears quarterback, like everybody gets to see him now. Everybody gets to see potentially what we've been seeing in practice. Most anticipated preseason game the Bears have had since Mitch Trubisky's well, debut. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, and this is on national television. Well, national television. It's on. It's on. Not national broadcast television. It's on the I NFL mean, Network. Trubisky had a fantastic debut, but then things. Let's not forget how like the rest of that preseason shake shook out. Yeah. Like how John, like let's not forget the the game where Trubisky was in, got knocked around, came out, went back in after Connor Shaw got knocked around a bit. Like that also happened in the Bears season that year. Yeah, yeah. Still does not make sense. You know, I'm not an office coordinator. I'm not a defense coordinator. I'm not a special teams coordinator, but I coordinate all three. You could argue he did none of that in that game that day. <laughs> that night. He probably admitted he did none of that that day. 
craziest, by far the craziest preseason game, at least that I've covered, because usually I don't give a darn about the preseason too much, but like that was just wild. So Sanchez got hurt? Wasn't that it because did, didn't somebody get hurt late, and then so they had to put Trubisky back in there? Well, Connor like, Shaw got hurt. That's what it remember was. was. Remember, Connor Shaw was running around all over the place. Breaks his leg in the side. I don't. I don't mean to be laughing at that, but that happened. Just I'm laughing in it in the context of John Fox throwing Mitch Trubisky back in there in a goal line situation to get crushed. And yeah, because they could have just handed the ball off, even if he had to be in the game. It's like, what are you doing? Like, what, what are we doing I was a here? Math major. I wasn't actually, but yeah. All right. Well, these la- these practices the last couple days have been fun. I always enjoy them. Um, it it definitely breaks up the monotony of camp, makes it more competitive. You see things like today, and I I just you know we're not trying to make too big out of it, too big of a deal of one practice from Justin Fields, but this was. Um, if anything, if somebody wanted to be like, why did it take 13 practices? Today was 13 or 14? 13, 11? I think it was 13. Yeah, today was... Th- why did it take 13 practices for him to have that breakout? I think that's a... I don't know. First of all, no, it's not a fair thing. It's just let the kid develop sometimes. Yeah. That, I, I think that's what you're seeing. Like That's I, the fair thing. Like, like, it's this not is what's fair supposed to, to happen. To, yes. The fair evaluation is the kid needs time to figure things out a little bit in the NFL. Yep, and there's going to be mini rant, mini John's rant right there. Ups and downs, and you just don't. Now I'm starting to sound like John Fox. There's going to be peaks and valleys. You just want the overall linear graph to go up, right? I was a math major. I wasn't actually. There's going to be crises and carnivals. (sighs) Yeah. All right. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue. At Adam Johns. You got any final thoughts? Nope. All right. Uh, it could be good to have fans I think you've in. asked for my final thoughts like three times. I've given you enough final thoughts, Adam. Oh, wow. Jesus. He's cutting himself <laughs> off, guys. Johns has had enough of this podcast. Fair enough. All right. It'll be good to see fans back on the stand Saturday. So, if you are going, again, wear your Hogan John shirt. Let's see those photos. The first 10 to tag us in those photos from inside the stadium if you're going in a Hogan Jod shirt. Uh, you will get a free shirt from Obvious Shirts, and they are tremendous partners who we greatly appreciate. Uh, let's see, what else? Read our uh, our thoughts, how it all played out today over at Hallis Hall. Mine are up at NBCSportsChicago.com. Uh, again, if you want to see the, you want to hear what happened on the other field with the defense against Tua, uh, Alex Shapiro has you covered on RN and then on The Athletic, which you should be checking out, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Johnsy was on the offensive field, Kevin Fishbane on the defensive field. So plenty to read about from these two practices. And um, again, they're fun, so check it out. And then uh, off day tomorrow. It's not really an off day. It's like still a prep day for the teams, but there's no media access. So we will not be there. And then the game is Saturday at noon. And we will have a post game podcast for you so that's the next podcast coming your way after the game so whatever happens after justin fields debut good or bad we will break it down for you looking forward to be back in a stadium talking about a bears game even if it is the preseason all right any final thoughts no (laughs) see ya you're a jerk that's my final thought i I said to see you already hey matt how you doing um 
Good, Adam. 